Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you this week. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. But we're glad to have you here on the MTM Vegas podcast as well. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate reviews. Five-star ratings help us out tremendously, as do written reviews. Thanks so much for everybody who listens to the podcast. We really appreciate it. On this week's show, we have a lot to discuss, including somebody climbing to the top of New York, New York's Statue of Liberty. Pretty crazy. MGM had a data breach. We'll learn about that. I take a look inside one of the palaces at Resorts World, plus learn about some of the issues they're having with their big screen there. And speaking of screens, MSU Sphere is now topped off. We learned a ton about the new theater structure, what to expect, and exactly when it's going to open. We have that, plus a ton more that we're discussing. Bob's big boy coming back to Vegas, Ellis Island expanding their hotel casino complex. Stick around for everything. As a reminder, you can can find all of our Vegas content that we post, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com, and you can subscribe to this podcast in any podcast app. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see the pictures from the guy who climbed the Statue of Liberty at New York, New York, with no, you know, cables or guides or anything? And apparently, he does this all over the world. He sneaks up places. Said no one even noticed him up there, and took uh, pictures like pointing down. So he has receipts. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Would you do that? Uh, no. Um, but <laughs> no, it seems like even if somebody did see him, they probably think he's up there like cleaning or something. Like you know, most people see people doing stuff they shouldn't. If you just act like you're supposed to be there, most people will just be like, "Oh yeah," and and brush it off. Like you know, when I worked at Kmart in college, there was a guy in the back room that wasn't supposed to be there. He was like a VP visiting, and I just walked <laughs> by him and was like, "Oh, he looks like he's supposed to be here." And then <laughs> he went to the manager and he's like. I saw three employees and not one stopped me and asked me why I was back. <laughs> that reminds I just saw a TikTok of a guy who pretended to be a McDonald's executive and he goes into the McDonald's and he just pretends, starts telling people stuff, pretending he's like a corporate executive and they believe him <laughs> because, you know, he acts the part. So I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it's crazy. Like I've seen plenty of, there's, there's this whole community of people who like to do this free climbing, you know, buildings, they like scale skyscrapers, scale, I mean, one little mistake and it's all over. Like, I, I don't know. Well, that, not for that's me. like, do you ever watch those documentaries about climbers that do like free climbing up like uh, all these crazy faces, like first person ever do it. And they, and uh, every single one ends up with them dying. Like it, it's just, they all die young, like forties or less. Yeah. Every freestyle climber ends up dying and they're doing what they love. They know they were going to die. I guess that's fine. This is the same type of thing. Like if this guy does it enough, he's going to fall. It's just going to happen. Well, on that note, let's uh, get into the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about a lot of things, including the MSG Sphere. We learned a lot about that. We'll take a look inside Resorts World and uh, their screen going out. Tons of other stuff, but let's start with MGM had a data breach. Uh, was it like 100 million customers or something like that? Millions and millions of customers affected their names, dates of birth, phone numbers, email addresses. I'm assuming just about anybody who watches this show probably had their information stolen. So. Uh, yeah, I thought we'd report awesome. about it. Yeah, we do have a, an article on milestomemories.com. Uh, isn't it sad that we're all like so jaded, or at least I am? I'm like, oh, well, like everybody already has everything because we've been hacked so many times from so many different angles. And we're just like, okay, yeah. And they send you the, here's a free thing to, to manage your, what, and it's like, I already have 12 of these. I don't need another free thing to watch my credit report. Like, it's just sad. 
MGM should send us like a free slot pool or something uh, and yeah. make up instead of, you know, who different. needs more credit money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, apparently no. Equifax. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, payment information was stolen. So I guess just your dates of birth and names. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is happening just, so just often. Just what they need to scrub your Facebook account and start a new one where they try to friend all your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go into the big story. That's the MSG Sphere because they topped it off. I don't know if you saw videos of this on Twitter and, and elsewhere. They invited all the local media and some national media there as well. And we finally got a look inside of the thing. Uh, it looks really cool with the steel structure now topped off. You know, uh, it has the full sphere shape now. Can't say that word for some reason. But, you know, sphere. before we go in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, what happened there, but I'm not going to try to say it again because I have a fear that it's going to come out wrong. But. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think it looks like? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the details they released because we learned about when it's going to open and some other cool things. But what do you think it looks like uh, inside and out right now? Yeah, I think inside it looks cooler than outside. I mean, outside it, it kind of looks like Epcot ball type of thing. So it's not something we haven't seen other places. Inside looks pretty cool because, I mean, you don't usually when you see these spheres, you don't get to go inside. So this is something you go inside and see. And with them adding, you know, all the TVs and stuff, which I know you want to talk about in a second to the inside i think that's you know now i'm starting to get it a bit uh where i've always kind of thrown shade at it i still think two billion dollars is just insane amount of money for this but uh i think like having it all immersive when you're in a concert if they do it right which is a big if you know kind of drawing you in with the light show as well as the con if it's all streamlined together which i'm sure some shows won't work well with it and others will like spend a lot of time focusing on this i think that will be a, a, an amazing experience for sure yeah, and they said that they're working with Hollywood to develop content for both the screens on the outside and also the shows on the inside. So hopefully you're going to get really high quality stuff. So we learned when it's going to open, and they said that they're going to have it open by the time the Formula One race comes in 2023. So that's November of 2023. So that makes sense. So they're going to so they're going to have a huge headliner come in the same weekend as <laughs> Formula One and just make it a complete cluster. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, the the cool thing is that it, the track or the the course goes right by it. So, you know, hopefully they said they're working with Formula One. So hopefully there'll be some integration and, you know, it's going to be all over television as that race is broadcast all over the world selling Las Vegas. So it makes sense to do that. Yeah. So the, the compression ring they put on top, 136 feet across, weighed 121 tons. So that's pretty impressive. But they released a bunch of other numbers that are equally impressive. Um, 336 feet tall is the sphere, 516 feet wide. It'll have 20,000 people inside, including standing spectators. That's the first time we've heard of that. 17,500 seated guests with 23 VIP suites. I thought, oh, there, you would think there'd be more VIP suites than 23, but I guess that's it. And then the really impressive thing, a 580,000 square foot exterior LED with 16K by 16K resolution and 164,000 speakers in this thing. A lot of numbers, but uh, those are all pretty over the top. I don't know. Do you think 20,000 seats is enough for a Chris Angel uh, presentation? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, think... I think he would sell it out in, uh, <laughs> in five minutes. I, I think, you know, to your point, who knows if they'll make their money back, but they're building something that's unique. The one thing I really thought, too, that was cool was looking at the inside and the videos of the inside, how vertical it is, you know, just how tall... It is once you get on the inside, which is sort of different than a lot of theaters. I mean, there are theaters that are very tall that have balconies and stuff, but because of the shape, it does seem like that's going to be very unique. And especially with all the screens they're going to put inside. 
Yeah, I wonder, like, the guy standing in there, like, how many people are going to get vertigo being up there because it does the shape makes you feel like you're almost leaning forward a bit and you're high up. And I don't know. I'm sure there will be a few issues with that. Uh, so if you have issues with heights, you probably want to get lower seats. But, yeah, it does look like it'll be a cool experience. I'll have to go in there for something. I just, I just wonder, like, how much are shows going to, because this is like a one-time thing, like they're going to be on their tour, how much are they going to put in time and effort to, to or is the, the Sphere employees going to kind of put a light show together for concerts, and how is that going to be integrated? So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I have to think they're going to have some sort of permanent installations there uh, that go along with the touring shows, or at least I would hope that they will. Uh, but like I said, they are trying to develop content, so we'll see, and I'm sure we'll learn more. I'm guessing that they're still trying to work all that out. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's good to see it. And this was one of the projects we really fear wouldn't happen going into COVID when everything was so uncertain and construction stopped for a long time. You know, the price tag was big and then the Venetian changed ownership. So that also kind of put it into question. But, you know, there's no doubt really at this point that Madison Square Garden and the Venetian's new owners are marching forward with this and that it's going to be finished uh, in time for the Formula One race. So it's great to see another project. Uh, you know, it, it seems like it's past that, like, that line where you you don't have any doubt that it's going to finish at this point. They spent all this it's money not, to finish the second. <laughs> it's not going to be a new Fountain Blue just sitting there for 20 years, half half open. Yeah, or so many others. So good to see, and we'll let people know as we learn more. Uh, but yeah, this was a, a good milestone for it. Now, let's move on to talk about your favorite uh, off-strip hotel casino, the, well, casino, Ellis Island. And now Ellis Island has what kind of, it's just like a motel-y kind of motel hotel attached to it. <laughs> yeah, something it like that. <laughs> so Travel Ruby, who's a fellow YouTuber, uh, she got word that Ellis Island's going to connect their hotel and their casino together, uh, adding a second floor, redoing the pool area. So, you know, maybe redoing, we're going to see a step up. <laughs> redoing <laughs> the pool. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, like repaving it? I bet you it's just like one of those square motel pools. Uh, so I guess anything would be better, but it does seem surprising because I don't think anybody goes to Ellis Island, like looks forward to staying at the hotel. I always assumed it was kind of like two different entities. Like there's the people that stay at the SCSI hotel and then the people that go to Ellis Island. Um, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe they're, they're looking to integrate these two things. I mean, if they did it a cool way, I think it'd be a fun destination to go to. I just, I don't know. It looks pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, Ellis Island, you know, the hotel, I mean, the casino is you know, not the nicest casino in the world, but the locals love it and, you know, has a lot of charm and character. And the most recent thing that they built was the front yard, which is great and really sort of high end. Yeah, it's an awesome space. So if they take that sort of, you know, effort and design and put it into the hotel and, you know, adding that second floor, putting new kind of modern rooms there, I think it could be really nice. And, uh, you know, like I said, everything, you know, that they've added recently is pretty nice. So hopefully it brings it to that level where people do want to go there instead of it being like this. Scuzzy Motel. Place where you buy drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. He said it, not me. All right. Speaking of places where you buy quote unquote drugs. No, just kidding. Uh, Circus Circus announced multi-million dollar <laughs> renovations. Where the kids get drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, 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 no. But uh, Circus Circus announced there's some funny things going on here, but they announced that they're in the middle of multi-million dollar renovations. I uh, covered on the channel and on this show, I think, before... Uh, they just opened their giant food court, which took over part of the space where the buffet used to be. And, you know, they still have that steakhouse, which is really famous. But most parts of Circus Circus look exactly the same as when I was a kid in the 1980s going to that Midway. 
Uh, like the carpet's the same, the signs are the same in the casino. It just hasn't gotten any love in a long time. And uh, so Shana Garetti, I think I, I hope I pronounced that correctly, the uh, senior vice president of operations said this, Mark, and I, I want to quote her very specifically because it's very funny. She said, Circus Circus is an iconic property. That's true. Uh, we're trying to make it better than what it was. We're trying to bring it back to the glory days of when it was built in the 1950s. The problem, Mark, is that it was built and opened in 1968. So the senior VP of, close. of uh, close. operations doesn't even know when, when it was uh, opened. Uh, but it was a nice place back in the day. It was high-end. Jay Sarno, the same guy who built Caesar's Palace, built Circus Circus. And, you know, it's definitely seen better days. So it's good to see that they're doing it. They said after they do these multi-million dollar renovations on the interior, they're going to move on to the hotel room. So no good news on the hotel oh, rooms geez. yet. but. I was, know, I was hoping this included the hotel rooms, but I guess, I guess not. Yeah, the hotel rooms is probably going to cost like hundred million, a couple hundred million to, to renovate. I would imagine. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, whenever I walk in there, it just feels dirty. Uh, so hopefully, you know, new carpet, new lights, new sign. Make sure the actual the arcade games actually work. You know, one out of five might work. Last time I was there, it's pretty pretty rough. But they got those coin slots, the only coin slots on the strip, so that's nice. And, you know, Slots of Fun, I think, is actually a decent little place. I wish they would connect them a little better. There's there's definitely some potential there. Of course, Fountain Blue is going to open up, uh, you know, next year across the way. Resort World's there. So I could see why you would want to invest. And, you know, they, they, they thread the needle. What they did with the food court, it's very generic looking, but it's very nice. Like, it's nice, generic, modern. So, you know, you lose some of that circus theming, but... Uh, they built something nice. So if, if that's sort of the, the way they're going to go, I think it'll be fine, you know, for what it is, is, you know, like a lower mid-tier property. But until they do the rooms, it's still going to be a struggle because those rooms are just very old and dated. Although, you know, Circus Circus does have a water park. They have water slides there. So there's a lot. And of course, the amusement park. So, you know, there's a lot of potential there. So it's good to see, you know, there they is. finally got an owner that wants to give them some uh, some money. And that's Phil Ruffin. So yeah, w- wishing them the best for sure. But hopefully she learned when it opened after she uh, said the 1950s, because that's kind of embarrassing. Oh, hey, live and learn, right? I mean, it was it was simple. Yeah, you and I have never said anything stupid on this show, right? So you know, we've never made a mistake like that. So all right, yeah. So no, we don't want to throw any stones here, but all right. So there's another uh, sports betting report had this interesting story about sports gamblers, and we've talked a lot about apps, sports betting apps, and really how they've just taken over all across the country, every, not every state, but so many states have made it legal. And, you know, you don't have to go into a casino anymore. It's all on your phone. And some of the interesting findings that come out of this uh, article, and I will have a link in the description, basically saying among Americans who participate in sports betting, 24% of them place bets daily, while 42% place bets a few times a week. Um, 39% of daily gamblers, uh, they bet half or more of their monthly take-home pay, which is just another insane number. 80% 80% of daily gamblers say the habit has had a positive effect on their lives, which I've lived in Las Vegas okay. know, long enough to know that that's not true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, is this industry really creating, are we going to see like a lot of negative repercussions in society because of sports betting being so prevalent? Or is this just going to be a minority of people in the long term? Yeah, the thing I thought, thought was kind of funny or interesting was six out of 10 daily gamblers say that it adds income or they think of it as extra income. The pros don't even, you know make money they make like 52 percent 55 percent that are doing this like for for a living so uh, six out of ten making money seems a bit of a stretch on sports betting but hey you know it, it is kind of crazy i will say the 
the half pay thing could be a misleading number. I wonder if that's like if you're just rolling the same amount each day. Like, let's say you start the month with a couple hundred bucks, and you bet fifty bucks, and when you win, you bet. You know, you could get there without really you know betting huge amounts. It, but if you're like taking half your pay and lumping it down and and doing that at once, that's a different story. But yeah, I'd, I think it will have a negative effect for sure. If you're doing like crazy parlays for three dollars, trying to win a hundred bucks for fun each night, hey, that's you know I can see that. That's like buying a scratch off ticket. Um, so I think it all depends on uh, where you're at and how well you know yourself and what you can handle for sure. Now I have a little bias. Growing up in Las Vegas, I saw how gambling really affected a lot of people. And uh, you know I've talked about this before. It's not just sports betting, right? There's online casinos. You live in Michigan where online casinos are legal. So you have an app on your phone, just like for sports betting, that is a casino app. And I don't know why any politician would want this to be legal, quite honestly. Um, I think, you know, I do this show. I I love Las Vegas. I understand the casino industry and why it's there and, you know, the positives of it. But, you know, uh, yeah, I I question making it so easy for people to lose money, but it's, you know, it's eye-opening and we're not legislators, so we're not making the rules. And uh, it's just very interesting to see those numbers. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll put a link down. People can read more about it. It's just some interesting stuff. Speaking of interesting, did you see that the, the screen on Resource World is already like burning out in certain areas, or at least it did temporarily? I say interesting. Uh, expected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got to be really hard to maintain that. You know, once something burns out, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure is they it, have the, the people. Is it get, like the Christmas gotta, lights where one screen <laughs> burns <laughs> out that you got to figure it out and like twist them all and, and see Who knows? Which, which one did it? Um, no, well, I wonder then, if you can access it from behind, like from the hotel rooms, because if you've ever stayed in one of those rooms, it's like this layer just outside the windows. So I wonder how they change it. Do they do it from the exterior? Do they do it like open a hotel room window and do it? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to watch. Maybe we should just go stand there and wait for them. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, uh, that the taco place that they had out front already closed? In, no, you know, I didn't. Well, that was because yeah. was, uh, there was some, some, yeah, the gaming control board was investigating one of the owners of that. Uh, with some, yeah, some kind of crime ties and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised that it did because there was some, yeah, there were some issues with that. The only late night place to get food in Resource World, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did get a look in Britney Spears' uh, palace. Now, I when the when Resource World opened, I was able to sneak inside uh, some of the palaces while they were still under construction because they weren't ready on opening day. So I got a look at some of them, like the pools outside. Didn't really get us too much of the interior. And I've seen pictures and stuff like that, but TMZ had a really good look at the palace that Britney Spears recently stayed in. And, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. You can see it definitely would attract uh, some whales, high rollers, wealthy people. You know, they're very private, other than the fact that you can look down on them from above. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. Like, (laughs) that's the first thing I noticed when we stayed there. You look down the pool area, you see these private cabana baller sweet pools. I'm like, if I'm Britney Spears, I don't want any, especially like her going nude all the time on Instagram. So, you know, she's probably going to be topless on her little private pool and everybody can see down there. So it's like you you could have done this better. I don't all these people that have all this money and want the exclusivity. Uh, all these people that have all this money and want like the exclusive experience, they don't want people to be able to see what they're doing. So I don't know. I think that was a big miss on their part. I wonder if she even used the pool because of it. Yeah, I don't know, but as far as the room itself, it looks it looks great, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen similar things in other hotels. I don't know how you 100% kind of block that. I guess you could put some shade structures and 
things like that. But you can definitely look down and see those pools now. I mean, you're pretty high up, you know, in the hotel. So, you know, I guess using a zoom lens or people, if they really want to get creepy, but I think for the most part, people aren't going to see you up close, but you're not going to have a ton of privacy there. Yeah. Yeah. The people <laughs> who get paid for pictures will definitely have the zoom lens. So, <laughs> so there you go. But, but yeah, you know, take a look. We'll put some pictures up here. You guys get to see what it, what it looks like. Now there was some other news. Aerosmith canceled their Vegas residency, or at least put it on hold uh, because of uh, you know, some issues with Steven Tyler, their lead singer. He had a relapse uh, due to some pain management, and so he went back to rehab. They were scheduled to have their residency at Park MGM in June and July. No dates were rescheduled for that. Wishing him the best on that. It's, you know, it sucks. It sounds like it's a bad situation for him, but hopefully he's able to, you know, get into rehab, recover, get himself off those pain meds. Yeah, sad to see for sure, and uh, glad that they're taking the time to get him correct. Hopefully, you know, he has speedy recovery and, and gets back up on the horse and, you know, they can move on in the future. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of residencies, Mark, uh, Adele still hasn't rescheduled her residency. So we don't know what's going on with Brittany's that. That wasn't on our list. shows. She's going to steal. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a headline. I didn't read it, but I saw a headline because I'm in the UK now. I was just in London. I'm in Scotland. I just got here. I uh, just got off the plane about an hour ago. But, you know, I saw a headline here saying that she still hadn't rescheduled her shows. I didn't click through to read it, but it was just a reminder that, uh, yeah, that she hasn't done that. And, you know, bands are a little bit disappointed. So hopefully we'll get news on that soon. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the countdown remains. And uh, we didn't really mention it on the Resorts World thing with Brittany, but I think they're trying to woo her into being a, a residency there, too, which she hated her previous Vegas residency. But I'm sure a lot of that had to do with her dad being forced into it. And this, you know, when you get to keep all the money yourself, maybe maybe you're more open to it. So it'd be interesting to see they're able to pull her in. They pulled in such big names already that that would be kind of a, a, a feather in their cap. For sure. Yeah, until uh, a naked picture of her by the pool shows up on uh, They'd love shows that. Up what on are you TMZ. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so last thing. Speaking of Vegas exclusivity, did you know that a big boy tavern, but like Bob's Big Boy. Oh, now, Big Boy is like crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy story about Big Boy because there's different regional versions of Big Boy. Uh, you have it in Michigan. I went to one of the nastiest restaurants. So I was in Michigan visiting Mark last year uh, by the Detroit airport. There was a Big Boy and I went in there and it was one of the nastiest like places because I used to go as a kid in California where we had Bob's Big Boy. And, you know, you have different regional versions yeah, of that. Yeah, there's like Frisch's Big Boy and, yeah. and uh, Ohio and stuff. Yep. Yep. So this is the Bob's Big Boy variety. So this is the West Coast variety, but they're opening their ver- very first tavern, which is, you know, it has gaming, it has a bar. And, you know, and of course it has the Big Boy Classic and all the stuff, the salad bar, all the stuff that you want. It's hopefully a little nicer than the one by the Detroit airport. Uh, I saw some reviews saying it's pretty good. I can't wait to go there when I'm back in Vegas. I love, I love Bob's Big Boy. Oh man, I, mean, I, I love it. <laughs> Big Boy is <laughs> such a dying brand. I mean, everybody 60 and above loves Big Boy. Like, I don't know why you would open a new one. Like the ones around here are always pretty empty. I know people like the salad bar, the Slim Jim, stuff like that, but it's all older people. Like when my mom comes into town because she lives in Florida now, they don't have it. So she always wants to go to the big boy by our house. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't want to go. You can go. Like go get your, she likes their dressing, their salad dressing or whatever. But it's a weird thing to be opening up because it's such a, it's like Pizza Hut. It's a dying brand. Uh, I hope it does well. Yeah, I mean, I, I do love their blue cheese dressing. Like, I think it's great. I would never go to another big boy in Michigan after my experience. Like, that uh, place, it, it, it was straight up. It's actually pretty nice. So. 
that it was like you know you went to a pizza hut classic this week which is like a pizza hut right out of the 80s and the big boy was just like the big boy out of the 80s except that had been let left to like dilapidate and go yeah exactly (laughs) exactly yeah the pizza hut classic was great if you want to see pictures of that visit mark's twitter at detroit mark uh because it was it was really cool but yeah, Big Boy, is, it's interesting because I grew up with Bob's Big Boy in Southern California. Most of them closed. A few of them remained open. We've had Big Boy come and go out of Las Vegas at least three times since I've lived there in the 90s. So uh, it seems like they're going to give it another go. And with this new tavern, at least it's going to have gaming. So I think that might sustain it because there's going to be machines and a bar. So they'll have liquor. Um, but, you know, they're still going to serve that same food, which I do like. You know, I do like their, their dressing, too. Me and your mom are... Yeah, I love their blue cheese dressing, but you can buy it in the store too. So I don't know, you know, what you need to go. She to goes that. and buys it in the cup, like get, get like extra dressing and takes. It. <laughs> she goes to the buffet and just yeah, takes it to go. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, but yeah, it's good to see. It's going to be way in the northwest off Sky Canyon. It's already open now, so uh, visit it if you're in Vegas and you're heading out to like Mount Charleston, something like that. That's really kind of out where it is. So make it a trip up to Mount Charleston to go for the snow in the winter. Get some Bob's blue cheese dressing on the way back. Life is good. But let us know what you guys think about any of this stuff that we talked about. We'll have links for everything in the description. We appreciate it. If you want to subscribe, hit that subscribe button, smash the thumbs up button. But most importantly, leave a comment. We like to discuss all of this stuff with you. If you want to listen to this show, we also have the MTM Vegas podcast, which is this show in audio form. Of course, we recommend this video version because you get to see all the cool stuff. But you can have every, you can see all of our Vegas stuff at mtmvegas.com. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week. Who was it that said I like to stand in pee water? Was that Dave? Hi, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>